0: AOC survives harrowing ordeal, or did she? The science is settled on climate change, or maybe it's backwards? And yes, your bank really is spying on you. All today on Eric's America. Good, I want you to say, I'm angry. it's okay. Hello! Yes, it is Friday. Thank goodness it is Friday. Unless you're anywhere like where I'm at, where it is uh, apparently the North Pole. And, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of people are getting the uh, winter storms. Um, fun, fun. It's, it's winter. What do you expect? A little late getting out today. That's just what happens when you have to actually sleep, apparently. pesky whole sleep thing. Crazy, crazy. A lot to get into today though. So much is going on. It's hard to keep it all together, really. um, Trying to get it all, all of it boiled down information altogether to do it. Uh, there's just so much and so much to choose from. It's it's hard to do sometimes. So anyway, we are going to get right into it. Uh, first, I want to remind everybody, please uh, like, subscribe, rate and review. Uh, the review doesn't matter. The rating does. Uh, get it up the charts and, uh, we'll move forward. Yes. And, uh, it just makes everything better and brightens up a dreary winter day. Uh, the more stars makes life better, by the way. Yeah, that's it's, it's a fact. Okay. We can just start operating that way. It's a fact. It's a fact. I know it's a fact. Why is it a fact? I said it's a fact. Okay. That'll work. So anyway, yes, we're going to get right into it today because there is so much to get into. But yes, AOC, her harrowing, harrowing tale. Uh, We know it's harrowing because the media uh, (laughs) just could not get over the fact that it's a harrowing tale. And uh, we're going to hear some of that and hear what all they had to say and then uh, talk about it a little bit. Here we go. I jump into my bathroom. Um, And I close the door, and I just keep hearing these bang, bang, bang. I open the door when all of a sudden I hear that whoever was trying to get inside got into my office. And I just hear, where is she? Where is she? And um, this was the moment where I thought everything was over. Wow, that sounds harrowing. And what's really crazy is just how harrowing it is. I mean, it really is. Here's how harrowing it really was. They'll tell you all about it. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has given a harrowing account of her experience on January 6th. A harrowing and emotional account of what happened to her during the Capitol riot. It's one of the most harrowing accounts so far. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez tell that harrowing story. The harrowing story of how she hid from attackers during the Capitol riot. Boom, boom, boom. Disclosing new harrowing details. Wow, that's very gripping. Um, there is one problem that came out. Uh, in fact, she told on herself, um, the problem is, uh, she wasn't there. Um, I guess she caught the, uh, Joe Biden disease, uh, a little bit, uh, of just making crap up because, um, she was across the street. Yeah. Nowhere near where the riot happened and no, none of it actually happened. That is the insanity that you are dealing with. Literally, these people are talking about the rest of uh, us as conservatives or whatever are somehow spewing misinformation while they set and just boldface lie. And that's made up. I mean, you know, I will give her a few points. I mean, it's an OK acting job, I guess. I mean, it just, it's hard for me to tell. It's hard for me to go there. Uh, is it absolute bullshit? Yes, it's absolute bullshit. She wasn't even there. It didn't happen. But that's about par for course for little Sandy uh, from little Sandy from upstate New York. You know the oppressed minority who grew up in upper middle class upstate New York. Yeah, yeah. It's it's rough. It's rough living in the suburbs and uh, you know growing up uh, wealthy. It is very hard and everyone should know how hard it is because once you live a life like that, you're well equipped for harrowing accounts like this to happen, even if they don't really happen, it's okay because apparently the mindless people that follow her, they're not really going to check. So to go further, uh, she put out a thing that she wants uh, all of her little minions apparently to go and try to attack and tear down anyone who tells, you know, the truth that it was all a lie and, you know, she wasn't there. She literally took to Twitter to uh, tell all of her followers, all her little minions, to attack and try to cancel anyone who tells, you know, the truth that she made it all up and she was across the street in a different building and was nowhere near the rioters. I'm sure it was very similar to her harrowing accounts of uh, getting the uh, Twitter message from Ted Cruz that said that he agreed with her about Robin Hood, which was actually a veiled attempt to murder her. So, And that just uh, goes to show you, um, padded walls uh, should be the next step. I mean, if I act that insane and I talk about people wanting to kill me because they say, hey, I agree with you, and I say, no. Oh my God, I better call the police. That guy just tried to kill me and the police show up and say, well, what did he say to you? And I said, well, he said he agreed with me. They're going to get a straight jacket and find a nice little padded room to give me a rest. That's what needs to happen. Why should you listen to any of these people? You shouldn't. You absolutely shouldn't listen to anything. They say they can't go without lying and they're absolutely crazy. It's not just like, oh, well, they have crazy ideas. Obviously, she is crazy. Normal people do not make these things up. Now, I know people that try to make themselves bigger than what they are. They're usually the guys that hang around the bar uh, who are trying to, you know, get a date or, you know, they're just kind of. uh, Just kind of forgotten people. So they make up crazy stories. They're not sitting Congress people. Okay. That's not who they are. You know, you can understand it's like, well, there's nothing really that's happened in their life. They're, you know, they don't really have much going on. So they try to make themselves bigger. We all know these people and we all kind of, most of us kind of just smile and nod and like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then we move on and get away from it. Cause we don't want to hear it. It's different when someone is in a position of power to make laws, uh, to, try to influence policy that is literally a crazy person. Unfortunately, she's not alone. I wish she was alone, but no, not at all. Uh, just absolutely crazy. So yeah, that came out this week. And I'm sure um, all the people that um, that uh, check these things and uh, listen in to these uh, shows to make sure that they are um, not too out there I'm sure we'll enjoy the fact that, um, yes, we did, uh, we did, uh, bust it out that, uh, yes. And she gave herself away, uh, not only with like timestamp, um, texts and emails, but, uh, yeah, just herself and her story. She, uh, was talking to another Congresswoman and that woman goes on to talk about her harrowing story and she sung about, yeah, I saw her and she waved at me and they're like, wait a second, you work across the street. And you saw her, and yeah, they put it all together. And yes, uh, she was across the street, uh, quite a ways away from any of the rioting that happened. And uh, again, uh, rioting with quotations because, I mean, we know what a riot is. In America, we know what a riot is. We've seen them. We've seen them all over the country uh, all summer. And uh, they seemed a little fiery, you know. They seemed like looting, fire, a lot of death. Weird, Um, didn't quite raise, didn't quite get to that level. Um, Not that we agree with it. We think uh, the uh, crazy people like Chewbacca guy with his horned hats, uh, probably a little out there. Uh, In fact, him and AOC belong probably in the same place. A little padded room uh, where they can be alone with their thoughts. So that was AOC this week. It was quite harrowing and uh, it's been quite harrowing for everybody else that has uh, come out and uh, said, yeah, she's just full of shit. Oh, wow. There is so much. So um, another interesting thing came out, and it's kind of weird because usually this this sort of story takes really years for somebody to uncover uh, because it's usually one of those things that no one wants to talk about, and even when it comes out, they're, uh, the people involved are like, You know, deny it for another decade and hope it goes away. Uh, That's not what's happening now because we are headed into uh, stakeholder capitalism. The great reset, that whole uh, agenda is being pushed forward. So now corporations and companies don't have to hide the fact that they are in bed with uh, government agencies and uh, breaking laws. In a lot of cases. And uh, this is a case where the law is kind of. Uh, there's kind of a gray area. But for all intents and purposes. If it is pushed. I guarantee you. Uh, if you followed the uh, law to the letter. Or followed the uh, constitution. yeah you know, pesky little thing. This would be highly illegal. And uh, so what happened. Was uh, Bank of America. Came out. And uh, basically. Confirmed. That they are working with agencies of the government, CIA, FBI, uh, to turn over people's private financials in regards to January sixth, and you say, "Well, wait a second! Doesn't that require you know notifying the customer or?" getting a warrant or any of those things no you don't need any of that you don't need any of that with a fascist totalitarian government you don't need any of that stuff you just show up and say hey who are all the people that made purchases in and around uh washington dc from say the fifth to the seventh we want to know all those people and the bank of america goes sure yeah we keep all that data here you go now for all the people that are insane and on the left that say, well, I mean, we want to find out who these violent people are. This is the trade-off. This has always been the trade-off. This is the biggest trade-off in America. There are people on both sides of this issue. There's just just the same as there were people against the uh, going into private databases where for uh, DNA information, there's all these people that fight against it. Well, you want to find murderers, don't you? Well, of course we do. Of course you want to find them, but at what cost, but at what cost? Do you do that? Do you, is it at the cost of everybody's privacy, their most intimate privacy, you know, their genetic code? Now that's public information for every police officer and every government official. I think not. I think not. And yes, in some cases, does that hinder maybe finding somebody for uh, a longer, a longer time? Possibly. Possibly. But everybody has to make a decision at some point. What the hell matters to you? And they say, well, why would you be worried? I mean, you don't have anything to hide, do you? No, I don't have anything to hide. I also have the right to privacy and you don't have a right to look at it. And it's none of the government's business on any of it. Unless you have a warrant and have a damn good reason for the warrant, you don't have any reason to be looking at any of my information. That is America. It's the way it's supposed to be. Unfortunately, we've gotten a long ways away from that, and I've got off on a tangent because of the other. But this is just horrifying. So, basically, the uh, bank went in. And started searching uh, airline uh, purchases, anything purchased, uh, hotels within a tri-state area around D.C., uh, flights, anywhere up till the, uh, even up to Inauguration Day. Or if you went to a weapons store of any kind, even if you just bought a t-shirt, all that, yes, all of it. They went through. And they just turned it all over and said, well, here, here's 200. I think they said 260 or 266 people matched this criteria that they were searching for. So they just turned them all over. And apparently one of them even got pulled in to be investigated or interrogated as a terrorist. No warrant. No probable cause. And you wonder what people are talking about when they talk about public-private Partnership. This is where it gets dangerous. Some people say, oh, well, you know, it's just the government helping out when businesses have a hard time. That is nowhere near what's going on. This is what goes on. This is what goes on. It always goes on. It always has. It always will. This is what happens when you do that. Why? They're in bed together. They're in bed together. So who needs to worry about going to a pesky court and getting one of those pesky orders and have, to have to have probable cause to find out who did what? You don't need that anymore you just call up the bank and say hey who bought this you think it stops there do you have any idea what's going on i mean we're in a new war on terror on our own in our own country cia is not even supposed to operate in this country legally they're not supposed to be working anything domestically do you think that stops them now no they have a new band-aid we got to find all these extremists yeah yeah extremists like myself apparently who uh, believe in crazy, extreme ideas like, I don't know, the Constitution, Bill of Rights, Declaration of Independence, those crazy things. Oh, American law. Jeez, what an extremist I am. You better watch out. I may just go off and, you know, be patriotic or something. You might want to watch that, these extremists that I am. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is what happens. It doesn't stop with, I mean, this is Bank of America did this. Do you think it stopped with Bank of America? Probably not. Absolutely not. Do I think that they're the only one that did it? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. How many of the financial institutions are tied to the government right now? Well, we've already talked about it. Hell, take BlackRock, for example. BlackRock, the investment group, hell, they have more money than anyone on earth. So you think financial institutions are tied to them? Maybe, possibly. Maybe you think? Well, they're all in the government. They're all at prominent positions in the cabinet and in the treasury and all around the com- uh, all around government agencies. So what's it take? It takes a phone call. Well, we need this. Okay. Um, And, you know, you go to the corporation. Used to, people would hide for decades and never say they turned over information like that. Now, they don't care. Why don't they care? Because it's been put out there that all these people are crazy extremists. They're going to burn down the country because they have ideas that you know, go against the prevailing narrative. It's, and you don't do this off on a tangent. You don't do things like this and they're just telling on themselves over and over and over. You don't do these kind of things if you think you legitimately won an election. If you legitimately think that most of the country is behind you and backing you and there's a vast majority of the country that voted for you and put you in power, there is no way you start doing purges. You just don't do it because there is no reason to because you're the most popular president or popular administration to ever walk the face of the earth because you got more votes than everybody. Legitimately, there would be no reason, no reason to do any of this the reason they're doing all of it is because they know it is not legitimate. That's the only reason you do it period. All you have to do is it's a little bit of logic. That's it, logical thinking. And it's easy to figure out because you can put yourself in that position and say, wow, you know, I'm the most popular guy there's ever been. Why would I need to be worried about protecting everything and digging into everybody's private? You wouldn't. The only people that do that are, you know, dictators, totalitarian regimes. That's the only people that ever do these kinds of things. It's the only ones that ever do it. Why? Because they know that the consent, the consent of the people, is not with them. That's why they do these things. And it gets worse. It gets worse. Now, yes, they have drawn down the uh, presence of the National Guard in D.C. to only 7,000 apparently now, uh, which is still 7,000 too many uh, and 7,000 needless uh, National Guardsmen to be in the Capitol. And it's really weird because what are we going to do with all the military? Well, we better hope nothing happens, right? Because right now the Pentagon released... A 60-day stand-down so they can root out extremism. Yes, root out extremism. These people are serious. They want a purge. Why do they want a purge? Because they are terrified. Are they terrified that anything's going to happen? No, they're not. Number one, they want to build extremism. They want to build it, and they know this is how you make people crazy and make people act crazy. Why would they want to do that? Number one, because they don't actually care about you, and they actually don't care about your life. I mean, if you people die, what do they care? You're talking about people with a sick ideology, so of course they don't care if you know somebody goes crazy and kills a few people. That's not their problem. That's what they want. That's where they're heading with all this. This is how you create people who do crazy things. You create extremists. And Usually, that's not done purposefully. In this case, I believe it is. They're creating it so they can then justify more and more and more action to keep putting people away, shutting people down, shutting people up. And why do you do all that? Because you have nothing to sell. You have a bunch of whack job, crazy bullshit ideas that do not work. Don't ever go past the surface. We'll never accomplish anything. You just want power and money, period. That's all you want. So how do you do that? You have to keep down ideas that will absolutely make you look like a fool. Well, it's really hard to do in a country like America where you have free speech and free press. All these freedoms. Well, how do you take away freedoms? Well, you have to scare everybody to death. No, you can't really scare everybody to death and start taking away their freedoms without a damn good reason, right? And coronavirus is going away. We're not gonna have that anymore. Well, what do we need to do? We gotta create extremists so we can justify the CIA digging around into everybody's private lives for, you know, to preserve the country and scare away the extremists. You know those crazy extremists that believe in freedom. It is insane when you say it out loud but they're saying it over and over and over again it is terrifying it's terrifying and no i would not be uh, i would not be surprised at all to get a knock at my door and say that i'm going to be investigated for being a extreme terrorist or something insane i wouldn't it's getting to that point look at the guy last week he gets hauled out of his house for a meme for creating a meme. These people are out of control. They have become what they claimed. They hated for years and years. I, I don't, you know, it's one of those things I can disagree. I can disagree with somebody on the left. That's not an issue. I can disagree with somebody in the Democrat party, but can still get along. I can disagree with somebody that says, well, we should, you know, have this program and that program. And I say, well, no, I don't really think that works but I think we could work it out somewhere in between and we can make that work. That's not what we're dealing with anymore. And we haven't for a very long time. And so we have to get rid of that sort of logic because that doesn't exist anymore. And there are some moderates sort of moderates there that are in the Democrat party who need to start standing up because it's not going to be long. And you're going to wake up and realize that you're in a party that not only placates people like AOC, who's literally the definition of delusional or the radical, crazy extremists like Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar. These people are freaking, I mean, they are borderline terrorists. They hate all Jews. They want to kill all of them. They've even come out and said it. I mean, you know, no big deal. They want to destroy America, literally, from their lips. Tear down the system. Capitalism is awful. I mean, all this garbage. And the sad part is, it's the same garbage that has been spread and shoveled for, you know, decades and decades. And every time it fails. And apparently no one listens. And then I have to hear it from supposedly smart people talking about, how dumb I am because, you know, I use logic reasoning and actual facts to back up my ideas instead of just yelling slogans off of a bumper sticker. It's, it's ridiculous. Oh, I guess it's because I did not attend higher indoctrination classes. I'm sure that's what it is. So anyway, what is the next? Well, we have our war on terror and yes, the Pentagon did release a uh, thing that they're, doing a military stand down for 60 days while they start digging through the background of every member of the military to make sure they're not one of those crazy Trump supporters. Well, I guess you're going to have to get rid of a lot of military people because I'm pretty sure most of them are conservatives. It's weird how that works. Uh, people that take those oaths to you know, uphold, defend the Constitution somehow believe in it. Isn't that weird? <laughs> such a strange... I know it's weird for people on the left. I'm not going to lie. I know it's weird for people on the left because they don't believe in any of those things. They don't believe that any of it should exist. They do take the oath because it's the only way they can, you know, get into power at the moment, but they don't really believe in it. You'd be surprised how many people actually believe in it. They actually believe that we should be free. That's weird. Very strange. You have to look out for those crazy extremists that want to be free. Um, It has been an extreme group all around the world. And they do crack down on it. Places like China and Vietnam and Russia and uh, North Korea, all those wonderful, you know, travel hotspots—Cuba, uh, Venezuela, all the big ones, you know, all the beautiful, you know, well ran luxury uh, accommodations around the world that everybody wants to flock to—they're uh, always on the lookout for those crazy freedom extremists. Uh, And you can see how well it's worked out for their countries. I mean, they're doing great, really. Doing great. So, a couple more things here. Uh, Number one, oh, um, one thing I wanted to mention. The party apparently is over and the hangover is here over at uh, CNN and MSNBC. Um, Yeah, the hangover is rough, let me tell you. Without Trump, the hangover really hurts. Um I'm not really sure a couple ibuprofen are going to fix the fact that CNN's ratings are now down 44%. Damn. Damn, that's rough. MSNBC down 20%. Um man, that's rough. That's that's a hell of a hangover after the party, huh? I mean, it's pretty bad because you know, they still were getting beat by a lot of uh you know, Fox shows, especially Fox primetime, they were already getting, uh, beaten badly, uh, before, uh, before the end of the Trump presidency. Now, uh, now they're just getting absolutely. I mean, it's, it's not even a contest anymore. They might as well just pack up and go home. And so I'm sure that does fuel a lot of the, uh, screaming and ranting and, you know, Tearing of the hair to uh, you know, cancel everybody else because, I mean, they woke up and realized that, you know what? Not a lot of people listened to us before. Now, absolutely no one is listening to us. Uh, this might be, really be a big problem. And of course, it's a big problem. Nobody wants to hear the garbage anymore. Most regular Americans don't want to hear any of it. We're sick of it. We don't trust a word that you say. And that's not just coming from me who know that they lie for it with every breath they take. I mean, it's not just me. I mean, most regular Americans haven't trusted most of the people in media and government for decades. And all the last four years did was just reinforce what we already knew. They're full of it. They're full of it. Have been. So what's the steps now? We've got domestic extremism. Apparently is going to be on one hand a way to bludgeon everyone into fear and into submission. And the second is the climate. But hold on a second. I don't know how many people saw this. I'm sure not a lot of people saw this uh, this week. But as you will on different uh, platforms, we'll give you a news feed every day. And of course mine is quite interesting because of all the different things I search for the podcast. You know, so I get um you know, there's a few personal things about sports teams and stuff I like, but most of my news feed is just um will make your head spin because you know they feed me the uh, leftist crazy on one side and then I'll get crazy stuff about, uh, you know, maybe aliens or whatever. I mean, it's just, it's really a wild thing. In fact, I should start posting those so people can just laugh. But anyway, of course, because I try to dig into some of the topics with uh, climate, obviously, because that is the the biggest thing that I think is going to be used as a cudgel to shut everyone down. And will be, is going to be, and Preyed upon is the best way I can say. We're going to be preyed upon to uh, create an oligarch class and to create, uh, start the great reset under the guise of saving the planet. So it was very odd when I saw this article come out this week. And I just, I got to the point, I just started laughing and said, man, I can't. I can't. It's just so disingenuous. I just can't do it. So there's an article from, uh, AP next star media is the one that put published it. And, um, (laughs) this is great. It's, it's funny. It's hard for me to even say it. So the headline is the earth gets warmer from the pandemics clean air. That's right. I mean, I, I, I wish I was making this up. So the article goes on to say, that Well, you know, this past year uh, we had a lot less pollution and that not having pollution <laughs> cleared the skies up and cleared our air up. Oh, the earth got hotter. Yeah, that's what I just said. Yes, that's what the articles literally said was because they didn't burn as much coal and we didn't have as much uh, car emissions around the world. More sun got in. And the climate warmed up. The earth got warmer. Well, Wait a second. I thought all that stuff was trapping the heat in and causing the earth to get warmer. And the whole idea was to clean the air so then the heat could escape and regulate it again. Are we saying, do I have that backwards now? Apparently clear skies cause it to be warmer and we should have more pollution? If this does not demonstrate the fact that That not only is this whole movement completely disingenuous, but the fact that they absolutely have no fucking idea what they are doing. None. And you know that because you're not hearing from actual scientists. You're always hearing from some jerk off like John Kerry flying around in his private jet to accept climate awards Now, if you're like me, you've known that John Kerry is an absolute buffoon and has been his entire career. He's a buffoon. He is a shill. He is disingenuous. He is a crook, and he has absolutely no soul. So that already knew. But the fact that people like him and Al Gore are the people that are uh, championing, championing championing, oh goodness, I can't even say, I can't even talk today, championing, Ah, forget it, it's not going to happen right now, Uh, or leading, there we go, found the word, leading the charge for these things, should tell you what you need to know, Uh, absolutely nothing to it, and I don't mean that things aren't changing, I'm sure they are. They have since the beginning of the earth and they will continue to what we have contributed to it. I'm going to go way out on a limb, way out on a limb and say it's probably very minuscule because when you take the earth and all the systems on earth into accounts, We're pretty small. I know we don't like to think that we like to think that we are all important and we can change the entire universe, but we're just not that important yet. Mother nature can always kick our ass in one way or another, and we'll continue to. We have the one luxury that is given to higher thinking, which is we can adapt. We can adapt quicker than, say, other species, which allows us to adapt and survive, which we will. There is no question about that. Um, But this insanity has nothing whatsoever to do with saving a planet, changing climate, or even conserving anything nothing great example xl pipeline we had to cancel that right because of the environment you gotta i mean it's it's terrible i mean a pipeline it's awful you know what we should do we should close it down because the oil is not going to stop getting produced of course not it's still going to come to us too Well, how's it going to get here? Well, it's going to get here uh, mostly by rail car. Huh. Well, who owns the biggest railroad in that area? Well, let's take a look. It's BNSF. Oh, look. And it's owned by Warren Buffett. Well, that's weird. Now, who did Warren Buffett support for president? Let me think. Oh, that's right. Joe Biden. Huh. Now, who benefits the most from shutting down the the Keystone XL pipeline? Well, let me think. Uh, Is it the people of the United States? No, no, it's one guy. Oh, a guy that donated and supported Joe Biden. He's now going to get to transport all that oil, much more dirty and much more unsafe, you know, by rail car. Into the U.S., So, did we save the environment by shutting down the Excel pipeline? Well, of course not. Was it ever about it? No, it's about fulfilling a campaign contributor's favor. That's all. Why do people not? I mean, it takes five minutes to look that up. Five minutes, literally. Is it that hard? Is it that hard to do? Really pretty easy. You look it up and say, well, how's the oil going to get here? Oh, it's going to come on rail car. Which one BNSF? Oh, Warren Buffett. Gotcha. He contributed huge amounts to Joe Biden for president. Yep. How nice, how nice. None of these things are ever in the interest of the climate because the climate is never the issue. I mean, apparently, I don't know about you, but if you live anywhere in the Midwest to the Northeast past week, hasn't really, um, doesn't seem any different from any other year or any other winter. Uh, and then you get the whole thing that says, well, weather doesn't equal climate. Okay. I gotcha. I understand that. But then it's really weird because you flip it the other way and you have a big hurricane. They're like, see the climate's changing. Well, wait a second. You said weather didn't equal climate. Oh, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. And then they'll have a really hot day and they'll say, see, climate change. And you say, well, I thought you said weather doesn't equal climate. Oh, it doesn't. It doesn't. Well, now we got a big Arctic freeze coming in. Now everybody's has huge mounds of snow and crazy snowstorms. Oh, weather doesn't equal climate. That's, that's all you need to know. That's when you just tell somebody to shut the fuck up and go away. Um... And I'm tired of the whole thing about, uh, you know, if you're on the right or you're a conservative, you care nothing for the planet and you don't want pollution. Nobody wants pollution. Come on. Give me a break. No one wants pollution. Nobody wants to destroy the planet. Although I'm pretty sure other than, you know, setting off all of our nuclear weapons all at one time, we're not really going to destroy the planet right now. Anyway, this usher in would go in this and this is how we're going to get to the great reset and make more things like the bank of america bullshit happen to everyone because now you have to have public private partnerships how can you use the climate to get there well i'll tell you first of all you have companies like blackrock we've talked about blackrock and they are embedded in the biden administration all over and they control most of the money or the most money of any other investment agency. And they just come out and say, hey, unless you agree with our climate initiatives, we're not going to invest in you. Well, that's a big problem for big companies who inquire, or require investment to keep going. That is a big problem. And so you can always find a good cudgel to make people then cooperate. Well, then they cooperate. BlackRock, hence the government. Then you get into how you can make these policies. Say, hey, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to deal with anybody who uses fossil fuels. You know, we're not going to invest money to help your business grow if you don't, you know, submit a uh, climate agreement every year. This is how it goes. It has nothing to do with the climate. It's all about finding a way to control. It's always about control, power, and money. Always. Always always. That has not changed since the beginning of time. And as long as people are running things, it's probably never going to change. Those are the big motivators. Ideology is very seldom ever the biggest motivator for people. And we find this throughout all facets of different types of ideology. How many cults? Have there been and everybody's like, oh, they should believe in this crazy stuff. At the end of the day, most of the time it ends up being sex, power, money. Those three things, sex, power, money, usually control 90% of all the ideologies. The ideology is always secondary. Always. Well, we don't really believe that, but it gives us a, gave us an in or a way to have power control money. That's it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. Anyway. We're going to get into the Great Reset, what happened next last week in Davos with the World Economic Forum, and all the fun ways it's going to invade your life and privacy. Be back in just a minute. Have you heard words and phrases you don't understand or don't know the meaning of? Well, here's your answer. It's the new leftist to English dictionary from Eric Corp. We help you make sense of words and phrases or let you know they have no meaning. Have you ever heard things like this? Rock and I think it's a right for people that bad and kept care. And not have any idea what it means? Well, you're not alone. We don't either. Well, that's why we created the book, to let you know you're not alone and not knowing what something means. It happens all the time. Many words and phrases that leftists say we have no idea what they mean or maybe we do. That's why you have to buy the Leftist to English Dictionary from Eric core We'll help you out anytime you hear interesting phrases like a whole of government approach really means they just want to rob you blind and pay their friends and donors and help them get rich. It's a resource that is invaluable and will help every responsible family in these trying times. The Leftist to English Dictionary from Eric Corp. Buy today. Save tomorrow. Eric is not responsible for any side effects from this product. That includes depression, anxiety, uncontrollable laughter, or crying, anger, head injuries, or any unapproved use of this product or its definitions. The Leftist to English Dictionary. Buy it today. You'll thank us tomorrow. all right we're back yes so now we're going to get into the great reset and what all is going on so here is uh play this real quick john Kerry, when they ask him about uh, the us and the biden administration this is with the world economic forum and his answer when they ask him about the great reset and this is what he said uh the answer to your question is No, you're not expecting too much, and yes, it will happen. And I think it will happen with greater speed and with greater intensity than a lot of people might imagine. Right, so they ask him, uh, you know, are we expecting too much that Joe Biden will move into the Great Reset uh, and go along with their policies, and um, that was his answer. No, you're not expecting too much, and uh, it's going to happen a lot quicker and faster than you thought who scary, scary stuff. So the great reset and you're hearing it and what that comes down to for, um, the rest of the world is three words, build back better. The great reset, build back better. And it all comes down to public private partnership. That's what they talked about. And the video that they have now tried to scrub from the internet that you can still find is the uh, World Economic Forum video about the Great Reset. And it opens up talking about how you will own nothing and you'll be happy. Everything in your life, you will just rent or lease and you'll be happy. There will be no private property And people start going, well, how does that work? Well, it's not the way it has in the past. You're not going to get a totalitarian government per se to take over everything. You have public private partnerships. In other words, you have huge companies aligned with the government who then buy up. And own anything that was private. And then you just have to rent or lease everything. You won't even own a phone. You won't own a computer. You won't own a TV. None of those things you'll actually own. That's what it gets into with the utopian idea of communism and socialism. Well, why do you need to buy it? Well, it's going to be too much. You don't want to buy it. Well, we're just going to give you all of it. I mean, it's not really yours. You see, everyone has a right to everything. That's how all this works. This is where you got to wrap your mind around. This is where it really, really you had to dig down and know what people are talking about. When they start talking about everybody has a right to this, everybody has a right to that. Everybody has a right to these things. Well, this is how you get those rights. You see, you don't have those inherent rights that we as Americans love and know very well, the right to free speech and assembly and religion and uh, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, all those wonderful rights and inherent rights that we love so much and the right to bear arms. Those aren't the rights they're talking about. They're talking about materialistic rights, which seems weird, seems odd. don't remember ever being given the right to things, but hey, uh, we have the right to own things, but we have to, you know, get the money or something barter in some way to then own it, but we're going to take all that away. That's how this all starts to form is, well, you have a right to have a place to live. Well, here's you a place to live. We'll assign you a place to live. Well, now you have a home. You have a right to that home. Well, until you die and then somebody else has a right to that home. Well, you don't own it. Somebody else owns it. But you have a right to that home. Well, you have a right to have this. You have a right to the Internet, per se, you know. So we better get you a device for that. But well, you, you know, you have a right to it. So we're going to give it to you. And there's so many people that think, oh, wow, this is great. I get all these free things. Well, they're not free because you're going to owe something for them. But also... They're not yours. It is a sick and twisted way to look at the world. And yes, it is a very dystopian view. But when you think about what we've just seen in the past year, especially, how far are we off from that sort of thing? Well, apparently, according to the World Economic Forum, not far. And we should get there as quickly as possible. Because the only way to deal with these sort of things going forward, you know, similar to pandemics and climate change, especially climate change. They love that one because it's so vague. And I think that's why it is so vague. They never say what it actually is. You notice they stopped saying that years ago, years and years ago. They stopped saying it, you know, for years, uh, I you know, going to school in the 90s, they talked about global warming. The world's going to heat up, catch on fire, we're all going to burn to death, which seemed quite odd to me. Um, I still lived day to day and I noticed the seasons change. And, you know, some days were hot, some days were cold, just about the same as it always had been. And I didn't notice any major differences, but they told me the earth was warming up and we're all going to catch on fire and die, uh, which seemed odd to me because I thought, you know, if something extreme like that was going to happen, we'd start to notice it at some point. Apparently, we didn't and that's the point of all of it. Now they have wrapped it into the word climate change. Well, it's all about climate change. Well, what are you talking about? They never define it. Does that mean the earth's getting warmer? Well, this week it is. What about next week? Well, next week it may be getting cooler. Well, that doesn't sound very much like a major problem. That's what the climate's always done. You know, sometimes it's warm, sometimes it's cold. No shit. But then they have to go to extremes now that all these crazy predictions and you have to understand a lot of people that buy into this wholeheartedly literally believe that the world's going to end in 12 years. If you literally buy into that, then you're willing to do all kinds of crazy things to stop that. The only problem is all the rest of the logical thinking people in the world go, that's not fucking going to happen. Shut the hell up and go away. Um, But that's where they're at. So there are a few true believers, but there are most of these people that have know that it's all crap, know that it's all a bunch of crap, but it is a great way to move in and take power and control and get their fingers into every bit of your life every day. And it goes even further with people like the World Economic Forum which they always say, well, they don't have any power. They don't have any power. If they didn't have any power, why? I mean, this uh, last week in Davos uh, is where they had the meeting for the World Economic Forum. All the major le- leaders of all the major con- countries were there. In fact, the first keynote speaker was Xi Jinping. You know, of course the World Economic Forum, you don't have any real power. That's why, you know, the UN is there, envoy from the US, the president of China, you know air quotes on that one uh all the leaders climate change is an intersectional issue and i'm going to tell you why climate change is a racial justice issue because it exacerbates the challenges in the communities that have been left behind it goes after the very same communities that pollution has held back and racism has held back i mean yeah she just said that she said the climate It goes after the same communities that racism does. I mean, Mother Nature is a racist bitch, apparently. Again, if I said that to someone on the street, they would look for my little cardboard sign and say, you might want to check in and get your head checked. Did you just say Mother Nature is racist? I mean, is there something wrong with you? This is a person that works at the White House. She's the former EPA secretary under Obama. Climate's racist. Well, you have to get it all tied together. I mean, how in the world are you going to satisfy your base and get power and control over large swathes, swaths, swathes? I'm making up new words today. Wow. Boy, I tell you, maybe I should have slept longer. Huge swaths of the population and keep them angry. Well, the great way is to say, well, what we need is climate equity. (laughs) I have to laugh because it's just makes my head hurt. Climate equity because, you know, climate's racist too. Now they get to this convoluted theory because, well, they're going to make it harder on poor people. And why are they going to make it harder on poor people? Well, they're going to make it harder because of the next thing that they're going to talk about. Because, you know, they're talking about, you know, carbon taxes and raising the price of heating your home and buying gas and therefore making it more expensive to live. So therefore, yeah, it's going to affect poorer communities more than it is the elites. But what do they care? They're saving the planet. What are you doing? You're just being a nasty, dirty worker that's polluting the earth. and you're probably a hateful Trump-supporting terrorist as well. It all ties together, doesn't it? It suddenly starts all coming together. And here we're going to talk about uh, how we're going to get uh, into why it's going to be racist um, and hurt the minority communities with our next climate initiative. Here you go. I, uh, as governor, am deeply in touch with how much increasing bills affect the average american family uh having said that uh we do need to um meet the climate change challenge and oh we gosh. need funds for improved infrastructure better roads safer roads safer bridges and uh which also creates jobs so i would look to um balance those interests and and work as a piece of the president's team isn't it am- that's amazing So how are you going to do that? Oh, a gas tax because, you know, all those poor people trying to get to work and get to their new jobs. I mean, what are they going to need? Uh, well, they're going to need gas to get there. Oh no, we're just going to all drive around in electric cars, right? Oh yeah. Well, there is that now I've went down the road of electric cars many times and, uh, the only people that really benefit from creating those um, are... Well, wait a second. You Don't you have to get the stuff for the batteries? Well, how do you do that? Well, you have to mine for it. Well, I thought mining was horrible for the planet. Oh, well, it's only horrible for the planet if you're, you know, mining anything in the U.S. to help the U.S. be more, you know, energy independent. Oh. I mean, as long as you know, China's doing it and other countries are doing it and we have to buy it and charge Americans more money for it. Well, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's completely not a problem at all. It goes. So, because what do you do next? How do you do that? Well, first you have to say, you know, you have to get more equity. That word drives me nuts. Equity and equality. I know I've ran it into the ground. They are completely different. They keep billing them as the same thing. They are not. There is a reason there are letters missing from equity because it does not mean equality. Equity means obviously the same outcome and that cannot happen because we're not all the same. So therefore, you know, that doesn't work out. But yeah, I, at the same time she goes, well, I understand you know, the economic hardships on people, but you know, having said that, I don't really give a shit. I want to up taxes because we need more money and power. I mean, that's what it's going to come down to. And don't worry. It's going to create more jobs. I mean, eventually sometime, I mean, I know you're losing your job now. It's just like a uh, Pete, Buttigieg. gig, I mean, Buddha judge. Yeah. It's better. butt gig uh, gets asked last week by uh, Ted Cruz about, well, what about all these people you just put out of work with the pipeline? I mean, they're going to get green jobs. Well, when are there green jobs I can go to now? Well, no, I mean, we'll get there. Well, when are we going to get there? Because those people sort of need to pay their bills today. You know, they sort of need to, you know, live today. Uh, not uh, two, three years from now when you decide to build a new uh, solar plant nearby and uh, have them work there, which I'm not sure how that translates. Um, hmm. But yeah, of course, it's not a problem. The problem is they don't have a plan. None of it makes sense. It's nonsensical because it doesn't mean anything. It's not going anywhere. It's all about finding ways to stick your nose and get the government into public-private partnerships. And why is that? Because you raised the gas tax. Well, then what's the next thing? Well, now underserved communities, as you heard, well, they can't afford their bills. Well, what are we going to do about that? <laughs> it's fine. We're just going to up the price for everybody else and we're just going to pay their bill and that'll be fine. It'll all work out. No big deal. Well, that seems stupid if you'd have just left the bill the same, then they could have afforded it and kept on living their life. Yes, but they wouldn't be dependent on the government and the government couldn't say, see, we take care of you. Now you know how to vote. It's all very intertwined. It's very sick. We're going to keep moving on here. We're going to get more into uh, Kerry last week, John Kerry, uh, the wonderful John Kerry, of course, at the uh, World Economic Forum in Davos. Listen to this. just say to you president biden is totally committed to this fight he understands what we're up against and that's why he ran on the most ambitious comprehensive climate platform of any presidential candidate in u.s history it's why he made building back better investing in clean energy and clean transportation to create millions of jobs he made it a pillar of his campaign and now a centerpiece of his presidency It's the reason today, one week into the job, the president, uh, President Biden, will sign another series of executive orders that continue to advance his climate uh, agenda. Climate agenda. Now, it's really weird because we're not really sure what the climate agenda is anymore. Because, well, it's not defined. It's just a ethos out there. Well, climate change. Well, what does that mean? No one defines it anymore. Well, we need clean energy. Well, okay. Well, what's that going to do? Well, according to last week, it's going to make us hotter. Uh-oh, that's a problem. I thought we were trying to keep it from getting warmer. Well, wait a second. If we have pollution, it'll get colder. Well, I thought that's what you wanted. Well, no, we don't want it to get colder. Oh, <sighs> But what's really at the bottom of it is what the next guy has to say. Now, he is... Um, Oh my goodness. He was the economic director for, or economic advisor, sorry, to Bernie. Okay, it's Derek Hamilton, and he's from the New Economic School or something. I have no idea. I've never heard of this place, and apparently it's just uh, Commie Ed, I guess. I have no idea. It's some kind of weird progressive thing. And I hate to say progressive because progressive really is supposed to mean moving forward and be forward thinking. Uh, none of this is progressive. It's all regressive and crazy, but, uh, here's what he had to say. So this gives you more of an idea of where they're going because, you know, climate change, it's etherical for a reason. It doesn't have any true definite meaning because you need it to be malleable. You have to change it because you have to try to fit it into any way it can find control and power and especially money. And that's where you really need to get to. All these jobs that they are talking about, there's no real way. They said, well, we're just going to create a bunch of green jobs. Well, what's that mean? Well, we'll get back to you. Uh, But this is what it really has to do with. It starts to get a little bit more clear with this insanity. We need a new industrial policy that centers workers, that centers people, both domestically and abroad coupled with explicitly anti-racist and anti-sexist economic rights. Wow. That's interesting. Um, yeah, that's, uh, straight out of the, uh, communist manifesto, right? You know, workers of the world unite. Um, well, what's that have to do with climate change or wait a second. Oh, that's right. We already heard from, uh, Jenna McCarthy. (laughs) Well, the climate's racist. So, I mean, we've got to tell the climate that uh, we've got to make laws. I mean, we really do. We really need to change things so Mother Nature can't be racist. That's what it really gets down to. And just saying that just shows you how racist the whole idea is. And then, of course, to uh, wrap it all up, you have uh, the wonderful Larry Fink. Uh, Yes, he is the uh, he's working in the uh, cabinet now, and he was the former CEO of, you guessed it, BlackRock, uh, the wonderful company who, you know, owns uh, at least 5% of every business on the S&P 500, by the way. Um, You know, they don't really have any power. (laughs) Come on, really? No power. We need $50 trillion investing to get to a net zero World, And so it's not a small price tag, but the opportunity is going to be large. $50 trillion is what they're going to need invested to get to a net zero world. Net zero of what apparently net zero of money because, well, if you took all the money that's created on earth, GDP from every country for an entire year that's only 37 trillion Um, but that's a problem we need 50 trillion um i guess we'll just have to print the other 13 trillion or uh, something a net zero (laughs) i don't think he's talking about carbon by the way i think that net zero is net zero for all the money in the world Um, what are we going to do, Larry? We're going to give it all to BlackRock. So BlackRock can decide, um, how to invest. (laughs) Wait a second. They already are. Their people are in the cabinet and in the treasury advising the government on who to invest in and what, you know, what parameters should be in place for them to invest in. $50 trillion to get a net zero world with no plan behind that. That's just a number. Just throw out a number like $50 trillion and say, well, we need $50 trillion to get a net zero world. Net zero of what? People? Maybe. I mean, these people probably are in bed with uh, people like Bill Gates who won a net zero population world. That's um, apparently his theory of how to fix things. Although it doesn't start with him, ironically, um, which really, why would it? It is such a benefit to the world. This is where it's all going. And yes, there is so much going on that it's hard to keep track of. But this is maybe not such a surprise. You see, one of the most famous speeches... Was the uh, farewell speech of Dwight Eisenhower, and in that speech he made a couple, you know, pretty amazing comments that have kind of resonated, especially with conservatives for years. And uh, it says the prospect of a domination of the nation's scholars by the federal by federal employment project allocation and the power of money is ever present. And is gravely to be regarded. And to break that down, basically what he's saying is what's going to happen is the government keeps hiring all these intellectuals with crazy ideologies. And basically they're going to get into power and then decide that they know better than everybody else how to live their life and how to run everything. And there's not really a check on this power because they're not going to be implicitly in office. They're going to be part of the, as we call it now, the deep state, the bureaucracy class. And that's absolutely what's happening. Look at critical race theory, climate change, all this, uh, you know, gender studies, all these crazy things, all these horrible ideas and terrible ideologies that are now brought to bear because, well, they know better than you. You know, they went to school. Or indoctrination. I get those two mixed up all the time anymore. It's really strange. And then to... There you go. Wrap it up. Public policy could itself become the captive of scientific technological elites. Wow. Wow. What a visionary. I mean, he saw it then. Saw where it was going. And he tried to warn people. He also warned about the power... Of the military industrial complex. Just people didn't pay attention. They just thought he was crazy. It was. Words that we should definitely. Heed today. There are several other things going on. With uh, new uh, programs being put together. And uh, new gun legislation. All that we're going to get into on Tuesday. So that's going to be fun. But yes, this is running a little long. So we're going to be wrapping it up for today. Please remember to subscribe, like, rate, review, all those fun things. It helps so much. Gets us up the charts and get us away from the uh, sensors, which at this point I'm pretty sure people are just, you know, listening. Um, one of those things, you get that feeling. You start to look at uh, where where you're getting the most plays at. And some of them seem highly suspect for someone who has a um, more, let's just say, more conservative point of view. Certain areas of the country, you just don't expect there to be high volumes of people listening. And they seem highly suspicious. So, hmm, I could be wrong. Could be way off. But it just seems a little suspicious to me. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. But please, do those things. Like, rate, review. Best thing you can do. If you want to send me a message, it's really easy. I can You can find it on Facebook at America, Eric's America Pod. At Eric's America Pod, all one word. No capital letters, no crazy punctuation. And that'll get you directly to the Facebook. Or if you want to just send an old-fashioned email, Eric's America Pod at Gmail will come directly to me. And until Tuesday, please remember, it's no agenda, just America we we'll